0: Ready to do this thing? Let's do it. Okay. So, today we are drinking a Trebbiano, Texas High Plains white wine. It is from a local winery here in Texas uh, called the Silver Dollar Winery, which uh, I'm a part of their wine club. If I had to describe this, it's uh, very similar to a Pinot Grigio. Yeah, very similar. It's their take on that. 13.9% alcohol. Mm. So, not mad at it. Not at all. Um, But yeah, that is what we're drinking today. Do you need a refill, Maggie? I sure do. All
1: right,
0: let's do this.
1: Not that we haven't been drinking already today.
0: Well, that's why I said refill.
1: And we clink and drink. Oh, yeah. Got to take a sip of this again mm-hmm. and again and again. Oh, and uh,
0: by the way, <laughs> you are listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prosé.
1: just two friends who love reading fictional murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine. This is the book club podcast that you never
0: knew you wanted. I'm Nicole
1: and I'm Megan and
0: today we are doing you part two. Part two what what? What does that mean you might ask?
1: Well so we recorded part one not too long ago feels like a while ago for us because we've read and done some things in between. Yes But so um, we got to talk about the book and ask each other questions.
0: Yeah. So for you, last week, we talked about You, the novel by Caroline Kepnes. Yep. And today we are discussing the original Lifetime series, You.
1: Absolutely. Which is now on Netflix. Yes. And to be honest, there's not really a big format or anything crazy. We're just kind of talking about similarities, differences. What we liked, what we didn't like, Mm -hmm. just kind of what we would do on a normal daily basis if we watched something. Yeah, so this isn't going to be your typical episode that you're used
0: to hearing from us, Um, but we hope you like it just the same. Absolutely.
1: So I know you have some things written down. Do you want to get this started? Sure. Okay. So
0: one of the first things I think I noticed in the book, or I'm sorry, in the show, is that there were they introduce a new character, Paco. Um, He's not in the book at all. And I just wondered what you thought, um, what purpose do you think his character played in the show?
1: At first I was really confused. I was like, wait, there's a new character. But I could see why they added this character for the longevity of the season because he has brought up um, almost every episode. And I really enjoyed the fact that Joe really liked him and kind of took him under his wing, Mm
0: -hmm. just like Mr.
1: Mooney did with him when he was younger. Yeah. So it was kind of like a touching feel and it helped you understand more of Joe's past and what he went through as a child.
0: Yeah. And I think he also, I think Paco was also there to try and um, gain some empathy from the audience for Joe. Yeah.
1: Which, yes. Yes that happened but
0: it just made you if you could forget because there are moments where you forget that joe's actually a huge creep and psychopath Um, i mean just like the book yeah exactly but paco was another step in the show that made joe seem more human yes and then and
1: sometimes joe was just fucking
0: crazy and paco was a pretty cute kid so yeah i like i liked his character felt
1: bad for the kid
0: yeah i felt bad for him but like I wasn't mad that they added him.
1: Yeah. The um, young actor did a great job. Yes.
0: Do you want to either ask me a question or
1: point out your first? More of a quote that like I wrote it down and I was like, wow. So I wanted to read it to you and just kind of see what you thought about it. Mm -hmm. So um, it's about when Joe is giving Paco a new book and this time he pulls out Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, I so cool to get to it's cool to get into the monster's mind. He's bad, but not all bad makes you think Dr. Frankenstein is the bad person for making him that way.
0: you know what I remember him saying that, but you pointing it out right now, um that makes a lot of sense. It's
1: like he was talking about himself, yeah, but it, it that's exactly what the like how Frankenstein is the book. yeah, yeah kind of ironic mm-hmm. so I, that's like when I immediately heard that I listened to it slowly and I was like wait hold on rewind play again I was like oh shit this is actually like a really good quote yeah I remember, added into the movie and a good part I remember hearing it and I thought
0: it was cool but I don't think I like really hung on to it as much as you did but the fact that you brought it up again now like yeah that was really good and on the show's part it's kind of
1: cool that it leads in from talk- you talking about Paco, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Okay.
0: Um, Which version of the Charles Dickinson Festival did you enjoy better? Did you like the book version where Joe stalks and spies and isn't caught? Or the TV version where Joe is seen and somehow overcomes the creepiness of why he's there in the first place?
1: I kind of liked the TV version a little bit more. It was kind of put in just in a better setting. It wasn't on a boat. There wasn't frigid wind. Um, I was kind of sad they left out him having that fake beard. Yeah, I just thought that was such a kind of funny thing hated, from the book. He hated that in the novel, and the the um the lady who rented him the costume was like, "No, yeah. you want that beard with that costume." It seemed kind of not like a big deal, but it was just yeah. kind of funny quirk that but was in it. But in
0: the book, he was absolutely making sure he never got caught so the beard was necessary.
1: Yeah. Versus the show, he was just kind of, like, hiding creepily. And it was really creepy in my pers- – out of my perspective, watching him watch Beck in that way. Like, from the hotel room, mm-hmm. um, hiding behind things at the festival. And I think that's why – I don't care for Joe as much in the actual show as I did the book because you didn't see those things. Like, you kind of heard about it. Right. But seeing it really just added a new layer to his character.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess I liked the TV show a little better because you got to see it play out and you got to see him try to dig his way out of this hole he had dug himself into. And he almost got out of it. And then
1: he was like, no, like, I followed you. Um, because of the picture you took. Like, that was that was a bit creepy. That should have been a red it, flag. It
0: should have been a huge red flag for Beck. I, I don't think... I liked watching it. I just don't think it was quite as realistic as the way it happened in the book. Like, I feel like the book version was a little more realistic, where he was going to try at all costs to not get caught. Sure. Um, where in the show, he didn't try as hard, and then he was just like... Oh, I felt bad for the way we left things and hmm. I wanted to surprise you, so I saw the picture you took and tracked you down, which that alone is a little creepy in itself. But I think if Beck hadn't been so upset with her father and that family situation oh, yeah. that maybe she would have thought about it a little harder. Maybe and, and been a little more creeped out by it. Um but the fact that she was so distracted with being so upset by her family, uh, she just readily accepted Joe's explanation
1: well i mean she also wasn't really treated so well by guys before joe so true that could also add another layer to the to all of that
0: as well true but yeah, i think because she was already upset i think she welcomed him because if you remember she was like oh yeah you this is my friend joe and yes you should come to dinner with us she readily welcomed that distraction away from her family drama
1: oh yeah and then just kind of leading this into like um something else Mm Uh, I have, I wrote down clever scene. So like, I just, I thought this scene was clever and I just wanted to kind of discuss it. It was right after the festival. So this is an episode four of the um, Netflix series. Well, it's on Netflix, but the said I believe it was originally a lifetime. And we could be wrong, but we watched it on Netflix. (laughs) So, um, I wrote that, um, when Joe and Beck were making out and, how joe is hiding all of beck's stuff in a very creepy way i thought that was really interesting to see the way like as they're like kissing and making out
0: can you repeat that i don't think i was fully listening
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you want to cut it and fix it
0: maybe but so i just want to be honest
1: like I don't think I actually heard what you were saying, so all right. <laughs> can't react to you correctly. <laughs> so in episode four, um, when they get back from the mm-hmm. festival, Joe and Beck are making out. And while they're making out, Joe is hiding all of Buck's stuff that is all around of his apartment because he's a creeper. Oh, And he yes, steals it. Yes, yes, yes. And the way that they're making out, and he's like hiding the underwear and the couch cushion. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's like hiding all of her stuff. Mm -hmm. while she's right there and she has no idea. Yes. That was... That was creep factor for me.
0: Yeah. That was ridiculous. And another... I don't know how he got away with half the shit he did.
1: I mean, maybe Black? Black. (laughs) Black. It's just (laughs) not oblivious. It's possible. Could be.
0: And again, she was coming off that family trip, so I think all she really wanted was Joe. She wanted that D. She wanted that nine seconds of heaven. <laughs> this was after, I think, that nine seconds of heaven. So she wanted to redo. <laughs> She's like, we got to get this done and do it right.
1: That scene was hilarious.
0: Uh, yes, it really was. <laughs> um, Let's see. Oh, speaking of them having sex and the nine seconds of heaven. <laughs> here's a point that I made um, in my notes in the book. The first time Joe and Beck have sex, and it lasts for eight seconds, Beck doesn't speak to him for weeks after. She just pretty much ghosts him, uh, where in the show, she gives him another chance pretty soon after. Which a scenario do you think is more realistic? Um, The book scenario.
1: Really? Yeah. I feel like there's sometimes there's just people out there that, like, sometimes they make that decision, like, if it's going to work or not, and if it was a sexual thing that didn't work between them. Maybe she just wouldn't have given another chance because it's not like Beck was ugly. She was um, in the book described as a very attractive girl. So I could see her taking that. And just because she was already making rash decisions all the time yeah. and just kind of sticking with it. So it didn't really I think, surprise it was... me that she ghosted him for that long.
0: All right. So I guess I think for Beck, it was realistic, but what about in real life? Like say it was you, if, if that happened to you, are you ghosting the dude? for weeks on end or and possibly forever or are you like you know what our chemistry is pretty great everything else is great maybe in a few few days or a week
1: or so maybe we'll give this another shot I'm definitely gonna back off a little bit and just kind of see what happens Uh um and I I mean at that point and I, I guess I wouldn't have like a lot of expectations but I mean if the chemistry is still good and like the talk is still going well then maybe I'd give another chance, but I'd for sure back off a little bit at least. Yeah.
0: I like think it'd be a turn off. I think I feel like um, I got in that moment and in the book, you know how I felt about Joe. I hated him. I yelled at you a lot for it and I apologize. <laughs> kind of. But I felt a little bad for him in this scene in both the book and the show. Oh yeah. Just because I can kind of understand how it happened. Like he had been watching her for, months and months and then they finally got together and dating and he'd been biding his time and in his head building up this huge moment and fantasy when he wasn't taking it out in his hand I guess so probably because
1: in <laughs> <laughs> this show like it, it, he he had a lot of fun with himself at least in oh, the beginning well On the staircase, and then he helped the old lady down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He went down to the cage. Oh, my God. I forgot. he was just thinking about her.
0: Oh, my God. I forgot. I think I blacked it out. Um, You're so right, though. But, yeah, I think he just just did the build up this huge fantasy in his head with Beck so that when it happened, he couldn't contain himself. (laughs) It was just some good (laughs) pussy. Yeah. He was just like, oh, this is happening. It's finally happening. Oh, it happened.
1: And then Beck's (laughs) like, oh, it's happening. Oh, 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 it happened. That that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Womp, (laughs) womp, (laughs)
0: womp. Okay. Okay. What point Um, would you like to bring up next?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a big point, but this is a point that I was just like, what? So... (laughs) We're skipping around. I'm skipping around a lot. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, we don't have this in like a chronological order.
1: It's just, I literally, on my my notes, I put a T-chart. One side says similar. One side says different. And let me tell you, the different side is full. Okay. But anyways, so um, one thing that was mentioned a lot in the book is that Peach was really aware of her surroundings because she has had stalkers in the past. So I was just kind of surprised to see the detail that um, the actress that played Peach, she wore headbutts on her jogs instead of wearing like listening to her music on an armband. Oh yeah, she wasn't as um, safety aware. I just thought that was like that was a detail that like went on throughout the book even till her death. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of really interesting, and it was either interesting. And I know we're gonna touch us on this in a little bit. About how teaches death teaches. Peach's death happened. So I thought that was just a really interesting difference. Yeah. What do you got next? So here's another
0: difference that I pointed out uh, from the book to the show um, Joe still gets in a wreck on the way to the Salinger estate, um, but a cop comes upon him in his car and is immediately suspicious of Joe. Instead of finding him in a boathouse, taking him to the hospital for help, it was also snowing in the book instead of being warm and sunny.
1: I almost wrote that same exact thing down.
0: Yeah. And then just again about that same trip, Peach invited a surprise guest to the estate instead of it just being her and Beck. They get high and Peach makes a move when in the book, Peach is trying to offer her comfort and a massage in order to console Beck after learning about Benji's death and then she makes a move on Beck. And also while Joe is in the house in the show cuz he just is able to break in and like spy on them
1: without any like any obstacles which that was interesting yeah. because like I thought the the winter time was kind of key mm-hmm. um time of year for a lot of this book cuz it was mentioned like um, busy, busy times at the bookstore, non-busy months at the bookstore. Yeah. And then um, and went into when Joe got in the accident. It was because there was, was snowing. Snowing. And a deer. And a deer. In. And he hit a tree.
0: And then he walked in the footsteps and the cop found him because he followed the footsteps in the blood trail. Yeah. And then
1: the blood trail. I thought that was a pretty big thing too.
0: Yeah. And then he had to play off like why he was in hiding in that boathouse and and in the book, I think it made more sense. Like, oh, I got in this wreck. I I don't even know where I was going. Um, I got turned around because I don't really know this area. And then I got in this wreck and I was disoriented. I just walked and looked for shelter, I guess. And then the cop was super sympathetic and was like, okay, well, I need to get you to the hospital, get your head checked out, this, that, and the other. Took him to a hospital and then Joe had to find his way back to the house again Yeah, to get in. Where on the show they cut all of that out. It's warm and sunny. It's like
1: spring or summer, and I think it's still a deer that causes his wreck. Yeah, but not not in such a dramatic way that I felt like it was when I read it. He was book. still.
0: He was on a dirt road. He didn't fall. He didn't hit or run into a tree or anything like that. Like he hit the deer, which caused him to hit his head and he passed out for a minute. And that's why the cop eventually and surprisingly, came upon him.
1: No damage on the car. I don't. I don't think I picked up on that, but yeah, you're probably right.
0: But yeah, and then he was just able to play off like, oh, I'm
1: fine, blah, blah, blah. I'll just act like a rich asshole and I'll get out of it.
0: Yeah, and he was able to move right on his way and go straight to the Salinger estate where he, I think they had left the door unlocked. They, he
1: just walked right on
0: up there. While they were out on a jog or I don't they know.
1: They went, uh, Peach took back uh, shopping. Shopping. They went and got like. They were a- jogging in the book and that's when he was able to get in yeah so a little different, but I mean it's just a different perspective, yeah. I can see why they made the changes, but yeah, I, I guess mean, they if,
0: needed to streamline it for the show,
1: yeah, I mean, if the whole show is in it's placed in very sunny mm-hmm. warmer weather. I guess you have to kind of keep that up for that scene yeah i
0: I thought that that was a huge difference that I noticed as well.
1: I was surprised that when um Beach was getting a little bit paranoid inside the home. And when Joe saw that Peach was spying on Beck while she was taking a bath, Mm -hmm. that he slammed the door. So Peach walks downstairs and she pulls a handgun out of her purse. And he kind of rationalizes that, why does she have a gun? And like, is now like, Peach is even more on his enemy list of someone trying to hurt Beck. Right. But I did want to go over a point real quick. Okay. Um, uh, Part of the reason why I didn't care for Joe Mm -hmm. as much in this series is when he got, when he was talking to himself in the car accident, mm-hmm. it was really interesting and a little crazy to see his rationalizations. Like, he was just talking to himself and re- rationalizing everything out. And just those moments throughout the book mm-hmm. really threw me. I was just like, oh, dang, like, I wonder, like, I didn't picture this while I read. Those same
0: instances in the book made you like him. I did. So it's really weird that in the show
1: maybe I guess you not seeing like him. it is different than reading it. because yeah. in my head I can portray it any way that I want. Mm-hmm. But in the show, it it's, it's just the way it
0: is. And it's weird because I think for me it was kind of the opposite. Uh, in the book, if you remember the last episode, I I I might have had a little rage towards Joe.
1: No, not at all.
0: <laughs> you had no rage. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, but the show did not invoke any of those strong feelings for me. Either way, like I didn't like Joe, but I didn't hate him as much as I hated him in the book. Um, Beck is the same way in the book. I didn't think she deserved anything that was done to her, but she wasn't very likable. I didn't really like her as a person in the book. Not that I hated her or anything like that. I just was like, "Mm, I probably wouldn't be friends with her. Uh, in the show, I found her more likable. She seemed a little more reasonable, a little less self centered.
1: She was more, more or less, really focused at points, really on her career, and her writing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the book, I feel like she forgot a lot of that, or just it wasn't a big key feature. Like even jumping around here, even going to like one of the last scenes in the series where Beck is in the in the cage, and she's writing. She becomes an actual oh, yeah. author. Super focused, yeah. She's more focused on her career. She's making time for her writing. Didn't really see that in the book, or I didn't feel oh. like that was happening.
0: Speaking of her writing, I guess we can talk about this difference. And it also goes along with uh, the visit to Peach's, uh, the Salinger estate. Yeah. Beck does end up leaving. But if you remember in the book, she leaves because Peach just disappears and she thinks that. Paige is mad at her because she turned down her advances and um, that she's just doing a peach thing and just disappearing for a while. So Beck is finally just like, okay, well, I guess I got to go home. And that's when you find out in the book that Joe actually followed her on the beach and strangled her and then threw her in the ocean, made it look like a drowning.
1: With rocks in her pockets. Yep.
0: In the show... They get in a fight over, same thing, sexual advances that Beck kind of um, returned for a second and then was like, no, 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 this is not what I want. Turned her down again. The next morning, they kind of get in an argument over it. Oh, I don't, this is another thing I don't think either of us thought about. In the book, there was no trip to Paris. Oh, yeah. Like, Peach wasn't
1: trying to take Beck
0: away. 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 Yeah. In the show, Peach wanted to take Beck away to Paris, and the two of them could just kind of start over.
1: Or, oh, And that kind of is what made Joe even more, like, blind angry. and
0: Yes. So as well as Beck turning down Peach's sexual advances, she also turned down this free Paris getaway. Mm-hmm. And they got into this huge argument, and so Beck was like, I'm leaving. She called herself an Uber and left the house, which then left... Joe
1: in the house with Peach alone. And Peach found him, hit him over the head. Joe pretended to be out and woke up and then she shot
0: him. Yeah, when she went to go check on him to make sure he was actually dead. Which, come on, if you shoot someone in the knee, they're not dead.
1: I mean, but it's good on his part to act dead.
0: I guess, but come on, Peach. <laughs> um, But anyways, yeah, so... He was able to get the gun from her and shoot her and then made it look like a suicide. And he, as you pointed out earlier to me before we started this, he wrote her suicide note.
1: Which that was creep factor for me. I was like, oh, dang, this is like even more why I'm more creeped out by the show. That note sounded just like Peach. Yeah. Like. Because he is so good at studying, and he's reading, and he's looking at everything. The conversations between. (laughs) Yeah. Between Peach and Beck, that he just kind of knew how to make it sound just like Peach. Yeah. And that was creepy. Yeah.
0: And then from Peach's death, uh, Beck er, writes a story about how it affected her and gets her first book deal. Oh, yeah. Which she never got a book deal on the book.
1: No, the only book that was ever made was all the stories that Joe gathered without her permission and bound them. Right. So it's kinda of interesting to see that she actually got a book deal.
0: Yep. I think it's your turn to bring okay. up the point.
1: So how did you feel when um, Joe and Beck were both seeing Doctor Nikki and the House and the Mouse reference wasn't even mentioned until very later on. Like, it was something that, like, to me, when I read the book, it was mentioned very early on. It was a reference that was carried throughout, and, but in the show, at first, I was like, whoa, they're not going to make this reference? I thought it was big. I did hear it towards the end of the sessions, but at the beginning, it wasn't, like, a big deal. Of the mouse in the house? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, in the book, it was all Dr. Nikki's analogy, and he used it on both Joe and Beck. And I think it did work for both of them. In the show, when they finally brought the point up, you realize that actually Beck was the one to even initiate that analogy.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, like it was Beck that brought it up. She was like trying to describe how she felt about things. And she's like,
1: it's like I have a
0: mouse in my house and I don't know how to get rid of it. And this and that and the other. And Dr. Nikki stole it and then used it for Joe. Because
1: he's a great stand-up guy really great
0: and that was what made joe even more pissed off at nikki like he's like you're not even he's like one you're fucking my girlfriend and two that wasn't even your own original idea you stole it from beck
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh, poor dr nikki uh, yeah
0: i'm so glad they picked uncle jesse though Yes. To play Dr. Nikki. John Stamos, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought that was great. I was like, hmm. His name's well, Uncle Jesse. He's not John Stamos. Well, Come if out. I were back, then I might get with him too. Yeah. You can't really blame a girl. No. 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 <laughs> He's aged very nicely. He really has. I mean, <laughs> growing up, Full House <coughs> was my my jam. Yes. And uh Uncle Jesse. Oh, Uncle Jesse. We digress. What are we talking about? Oh, uh, sure. I think we're moving on. I kind of wanted to talk uh, about Paige's family hiring a private detective.
0: Oh, yeah. Because they don't believe that she could commit suicide. Because she's just I'm not that type of girl, I guess. Complete. She They don't believe she could complete suicide.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to make sure I'm saying that correctly. Yes. But I thought that was really interesting that a private detective was into it. Like, in it and how he even later on like mentioned the pee. Yep. So like this he was on to a lot and then Joe was just so clever and threw him off all all the trails. But
0: if the PI was able to get the P and print that out, like how I feel like that should be a huge thing. Like how do you just get away with that? Joe had zero
1: reason to be in the house in that house. I mean but I mean I don't know what can you get from P DNA so you can like you can pull like strands of DNA and analyze them and compare them to a swab of what Joe has I think so it's a good question I mean I didn't I didn't look it up it was like I, I watched it and I was like hmm I wonder and then I forgot to look it up
0: yeah I'm not positive but I'm I'm pretty sure you you can definitely get DNA from that
1: and because it was such a highlight I wonder if it's still gonna come back it was a huge jar of piss it was a really big <laughs> jar. <of> <laughs> 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 and wait hold on
0: no, it was, it was P in both book and show, right? Yes. Okay, I thought in the show it might have been
1: something. No, <laughs> in the book it was mentioned, and he was like, "I should go back and get it." And then he was like, "No," like he was like really banged up, and then didn't go back. But I think in the show he completely forgot, and so like later on, and he was like, "Well, it can't do anything now." And then it was kind of funny that like the private detective was just like, oh. Yeah. So what do you know about this P and all this and the Salinger house? and Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, I think.
0: If, uh, Beck hadn't been killed and she didn't write that perfect cover-up story for Joe, that, that P.I. would have, would have gotten Joe caught. Oh, yeah. Um, here's another thing that was different. In, in the book, you don't really get to learn about anything about him and Candace. Oh, yes! Like, you know, she existed, you know, that she no longer exists. Yeah. (laughs) True. But you don't really get any details as to what happened in their relationship or what happened with Candace, other than the fact that she cheated on him. But in the same scenes of where he's spying on Peach and Beck in the Salinger home, he's having these flashbacks of Candace. And so you get glimpses as to what happened with him and
1: their relationship. And I thought... It was a great addition. It kind of got, got, uh, let me just know Joe more as the character in the show Mm -hmm. and like what he was capable of. And as he's having these flashbacks, I thought it was really interesting seeing the scenes of like leading up to how she cheated on him. Mm -hmm. And then, and I mean, this could be or could not be. And the
0: way she flawlessly lied about
1: it. Oh, Yeah. And Just then he straight went, up to his face was like,
0: That's my brother. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And then he would follow her out onto the street and she immediately gets into a car with someone and starts making out with his face.
1: I feel like that's why he was so quick to kind of figure out that Beck was yeah. cheating on him. Because mm-hmm. he already went through it hard and now Yeah, but in in the show you got to really see what
0: he went through before and why he picked up on these things with Beck so quickly.
1: And that he killed the guy in the show. Oh he yeah. He killed the music rep. Yep. And that was that was a good scene. The way his face, he was like crying and then all of a sudden started to like almost hysterical like you just saw like a like a face change and you're like oh shit, he's about to push him off the fucking roof. Yeah. Sure enough, sure did.
0: Benji was not his first kill.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this might have been just because of the scene afterwards where he went to Mr. Mooney I was like oh, I killed, and Mr. Mooney was like, "Well, no one saw, and some people just deserve, I guess, pretty yeah. much to die." Yeah. So I was like, mm, "It might be the first kill, just by the way he's acting." Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's gotten easier and easier and easier for him.
0: Well, no, I said Benji wasn't his first kill. Yeah. So that music
1: director might have been.
0: Yeah, that's well. I'm, oh, is that I, what you were saying? Yes. I'm sorry.
1: I thought you were still. Talking How he
0: went to Mr. Mooney? I thought you were talking about Benji first. No, a no, no, no. Okay, I'm. With I was you.
1: still going on my rant about. That the music person.
0: Yes. I don't I don't remember his name. I don't either. He was too minor. He was very minor. Um another major difference was Karen and the book when they broke up, her brother, who I think was a police officer or something, came and found Joe and beat the shit out
1: of him. And wait. Yeah, that was in the book. and the move in the show, and it's Ron The Parole Officer. The parole officer. And he beats the shit out of Joe. Yeah. Which in my notes, I wrote just, I just wrote karmic justice. Yeah. But I think um, the point I was trying to make was like
0: in the book that Joe just broke up with Karen when he realized that even though Karen was a good distraction in getting the mouse out of his house, he really didn't want the mouse out of his house. The mouse being Beck. He wanted Beck. And so he finally realized that one day and was just... Like,
1: yeah, we're done. Instead of in the show, he was cheating on Can- or not, Can- Karen. Yeah, he cheated on Karen with, with Beck. With Beck. And, which
0: leads to Karen confronting Beck and saying, I hope you're happy and you know what? You did me a favor because um, what he did to me one day, he's probably going to do to you if you're lucky. If you're not lucky, he's going to do whatever the hell he did to Candace to you? Well,
1: kind of. <laughs> I mean, Bex was a little bit more permanent, unfortunately.
0: Well, in the book, Karen is dead dead. She's never mentioned again in the book. Karen? Sorry, not Karen. Candace. Candace is dead dead.
1: But then, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that point.
0: That's yes. okay. But in the show, at the very end... Do we want to go here? Do you have any other points you want to bring up before we get to the end end of the show?
1: No, I think I'm pretty good. I feel like we've covered... I mean, we kind of jumped around a lot, but I feel like the main points that I would, like, really want to talk about this, I feel like we've already kind of
0: touched on. So the book, Candace is just, like, obviously dead. In the novel, we get these flashbacks of Candace. We get to know him uh her and Joe's relationship a little bit more. We get to see what led up to their breakup. Um and then there they allude to the fact that, you know, she has no more like social media presence and this, that, and the other. And Joe points out to Beck, oh, that's because when she went to Paris she changed her name. Here's all her stuff as she changed her name. And I couldn't figure out if I believed him at first. Um, But then at the very end of the show, who walks into the library after Beck is dead? Oh, yeah. Candace. And she tells him that they have unfinished business.
1: Which I'm curious. And I really hope there's a season two because what is that unfinished business? Yeah.
0: And I'm really curious to figure out how they're going to explain where she's been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it was I mean, it was a great surprise, kind of threw me. But where where is the show going to go from here? I mean, because we haven't read the There's another book in the this the U series. I don't know what the formal name is.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even aware there was a sequel until well after we decided to do this. So yeah,
1: so I'm curious if season two is going to be its own spinoff because Candace is back. Or just because we haven't read the second book, maybe we learned information.
0: Yeah, maybe the second book has more information that we're just not aware of, that they're going to base the second season off the same, do the same thing they did this time, you know? Yeah,
1: I want, I'm very curious. I mean, I hope I hope it comes out. But yeah, I'm
0: definitely wondering how they're going to explain Candace's disappearance. I mean, her brother in the show was locked away in a, in a mental health facility and died. Yes. And she never was around for that. They couldn't even contact her to let her know that her brother had died. Beck found all of that information out on her own when she was going through her paranoid. I mean, not paranoid. She was absolutely correct in everything she was. Oh, she sure was. Trying to find out. But I'm just wondering how they're going to explain all of that in the next season. Because I think there will be one.
1: I hope so. It was so good. I really liked it. I did too. It was binge worthy for sure.
0: How do you feel overall? Um, they did like justice for the novel.
1: I think they did pretty good. I, I was too. like all the big main points that I was looking for, like you know, main ideas. They really hit it, and I was really glad of that. I'm I'm s- not surprised that they changed a lot of small detail to make it work more. Just yeah. because I feel like that's what just I don't people I don't do. think
0: they changed anything major. I think they kept all of the most important facts in the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, They changed a few things. They added a few things. But I think they kept the core value of the
1: novel. Except, except, Nicole, Pitch Perfect was not a thing (laughs) in the show. Like Beck wasn't obsessed with Pitch Perfect. Uh, she didn't go inside the cage listening uh, to the intro of Pitch, per- Pitch Perfect on how the, dare they the player. It wasn't referenced at all. I mean, it could be due to how you know Pitch perfect, Pitch perfect being a huge movie franchise, but I no Pitch Perfect. Okay, how dare they do that? To I Pitch know, perfect. and to us. Oh, I do love Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, oh. almost done with this series, and I was like, wait, No Pitch Perfect? What? Yeah. You're right. <laughs>
0: You're absolutely right. Um, But I do think overall, I think they did a really good job. I wasn't mad or anything, and they didn't cause me any rage. My blood pressure didn't raise like it did in the book.
1: I wasn't, like, angry. It was more like, oh, this is kind of really creepy to actually see.
0: I know, All you were right. never angry. I was angry in the book. The show never made me angry. Yes. So, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. yeah <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's probably good for you, because you don't have to hear me yell again. Yes, that, that's scary. But, but Also, you're
1: like an avid forensic file watcher, so it could just be like, you know.
0: And I just really don't like men referring to themselves as zookeepers and women as the wild animal.
1: Yeah, that was that was I don't know why I just seem
0: to have a real problem with (laughs) (laughs) that. Well, all right. Well, I think we're done with this. I mean, Um, I
1: feel like we could spend hours upon hours talking episode by episode, but I feel like I feel pretty good about what we just did.
0: Yeah, I think we did a pretty good good thing right there. Um, If you have any of your own thoughts, feelings, ideas differences that you thought were important that need to be mentioned if you feel like you need to correct us so we can have another laugh out loud moment
1: yeah absolutely
0: i'm sorry not laugh out loud moment laugh out loud edit (laughs) um you know email us at read at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at read around the rose you can find us on facebook at read around we really would love you to uh like share follow comment comment
1: hang out with us hang on out. social media
0: tell us how your day's going absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh have any suggestions for us to read anything? or like
1: what 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 would be another great book and movie um kind of
0: yeah Thing. So, this was a, a pretty tough one to do because it was a 10-episode series and not just a movie. So, I think going forward, we're going to try to stick to book first movie so we can watch it in one setting and not have to spend, you know, hours upon hours.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was a cool <laughs> experience. Don't really want to do it again unless it's season two of you.
0: Yeah. So. Probably. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, if you have a book versus a movie you would like us to do, please send us anything and everything you'd like us to hear. Absolutely. We want to have conversations with you.
1: And for next week, tune in. We have a awesome, kind of like Halloween-ish themed It's going to be our
0: Halloween episode. We're going to be spooky.
1: Yes, I'm in the middle of it right now and it has all the Halloween feels. Yes, it is called "The Craftsman" by Sharon Bolton. So, go read the book, go listen to it, whatever platform you prefer. So you can join in the conversation with us because this one, this one's really good. I can't wait for you to start it. Yeah, Megan has a head start. It's only because it takes me that much longer to listen to all these books, but it's really awesome, and we really hope you join in and. And on the conversation. So read the book first and tune in next week for an awesome episode. Yep. And until then, bye. Bye Bye-bye now.